Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts It's a defining moment. Yeah. Defining moment. All right. So, welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You know where you are at your favorite spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, the responses are never dull. And today we are talking to Amanda Clark. She's a current nurse. But something about the nursing has elevated her level of intuitiveness. Something about her nursing and intuitiveness is guiding her in a different direction. That direction is more holistic, more homeopathic, more intuitive type of nursing. You know, I love nurses and teachers. They are my favorite people on the planet. They don't get the credit that they deserve, especially when you take care of somebody sick. So you've done nursing. You've got this intuitive gift. Um, you're a mother of four. You have four kids? Yes, my oldest is actually 20. Well, that's still, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah home, exactly. Yeah, and you're doing all these things. Tell us a little bit about your story and your journey and your truth, Amanda. Um, well, I'll say um, being a nurse for so long, uh, burnout is a huge thing that I struggled with. Uh, it seemed like every so many years I would burn out and I would get exhausted and uh, I also deal, dealt with anxiety and depression, like so many of us have, and also um, ADHD and working through COVID and everything. I started to see, I did home care through COVID. Um, I started to see this change and shift in how healthcare was done and also the effect on patients and seeing the that loss of hope um, that was so, so crushing to see as a healthcare provider and to see that people started to lose hope. They didn't want to go to the doctor or go to the hospital or go for any, any checkups or anything and started to feel like they were getting sent home to just die. And I, I started to question myself and question what was going on um, in, in the world around me because of my own burnout and feeling that suffering as well and seeing it in my patients. So I started to kind of really start to dive in and that's when I started to get into the nurse coaching. And um, the coaching, I started a program last year uh, and started working on my own uh, inner work and really seeing where my vision for a sanctuary for families and for, um, you know, our personal health and uh, mental health as well as our spiritual health, where all of that could kind of intersect and be a space that was just safe for for patients and clients, those that were, those that we serve. And um, it's a lot because I tell people all the time, the amount of technology that a nurse has to know, it's not just about giving the medicine, you know, cleaning the bedpan, turn them over. You've got a lot of responsibility. And again, every day you could walk in. Well, I know during COVID you walk in, you was servicing someone last night, they're dead today. 
we're all organic. We all have an expiration date. Okay. Um, and it's not how you die brains. It's how you live. That's yeah. how you judged. You know, and it's not about the quantity of life. It's about your quality of life. So there's some things to consider. And when you talk about intuitiveness, nothing happens by coincidence. It is a divine orchestration. And every single instrument in your life is playing an intricate part to create a harmony, to create a melody, to make it beautiful. And I know that it's hard on you as a nurse because you got to have on that happy face regardless to how you're feeling. And then you get off after a 12-hour shift and you got to go home and deal with four kids and really try to balance out what you just saw, what you just processed. How do you clear yourself and cleanse yourself so that you are um, prepared to not only do what you do, but coach others through the process? Um, definitely uh, that that taking space to, to meditate and deep breathe and do those somatic techniques that we need. Um, I also dove into um, emotional freedom techniques uh, with tapping. So acupressure tapping is a big skill that I've started to really push as well as Reiki. I did some Reiki certification recently to, to really dive in and do my own inner, inner space to be able to sit and, and deal with the emotional emotional toil, as well as the physical aspects of that too. Um, you know, that drain on your body from working long hours and then coming home and still needing to give. Um, being able to take that time to separate and take a moment and go, I need to, to deep breathe. I need to get these emotions regulated and, and I get my spirit where it needs to be so that I can give the best that I am to those that I value the most. Um, and so that, that definitely is a big part of that. And through that and my own kind of journey with that, I ended up leaving the job that I was at due to trying to, to focus that, that mental health piece and that emotional piece um, and really needing to dive into that. And sometimes uh, we have to just kind of let everything hit the fan and really take a moment and reevaluate our purpose in our life. And that's kind of where I started a year ago with getting, starting with the nurse coaching and, and really pushing myself. Okay, so you say you're doing nurse coaching. What does that look like? What does that entail? Um, that's basically, it's coaching, it's wellness coaching, but the reason it's called nurse coaching is because I'm also a nurse. So you're not only doing the wellness coaching, like you see out there a lot, wonderful coaches that are trying to help people with all of their, you know, mental health as well as emotional health and just wellness in general. You're getting that extra piece of the nurse as well, who also understands the human body on a deeper level, who also understands um, the physical struggles that people are going through. Um, and then being able to then coordinate that with your emotional and your spiritual health for a more holistic approach to uh, what, what those that we serve, their needs. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with bridging that and seeing that that it's a whole person and there's so much that interacts with, with how you're, uh, how you're living your life. Right. Cause some, some folks is going home and self-medicating. Okay. Exactly. And I call them numbers. So things that we do to numb, exactly. numb our emotions and numb, numb our feelings. your emotions. And, and but when you said nurse coaching, I originally thought that your primary focus was working with nurses in the nursing industry to coach. 
but and she that is something that oh, and that is something that we actually can do, but it's more um, to just coach anyone, um, okay. but also being a nurse in that aspect. A lot of coaches, nurse coaches, have gone to just coaching nurses, other nurses. Um, mine, I'm comfortable doing that, but I'm more looking at the uh, family unit and adults and children, and really trying to help them with that emotional piece as well and that spiritual piece along with their physical, because in my career, I've always done uh, pediatrics as well and dealt with special needs children. And seeing the autism and all of that kind of coming more and more, we see autoimmune disease, so much more that's coming on. I really felt like there's a lot more to that than just the physical. Um, there's the emotional piece, the spiritual piece, and all of that plays a factor in the wellness of them. Um, and that's where, I get with Vegas nerve, I have a little obsession with that, um, simply because that affects so much of what we are. And I used to actually work with uh, seizure patients with Vegas nerve simulators. So wow. the knowledge is You got a lot of experience um, in different aspects of, you know, again, working with the family dynamic. Exactly. You have a parent that comes in and their child is starting to experience seizures and go through this. Or you have a parent that comes in and their child is diagnosed with pancreatic, um, you know, uh, pancreatic disease where they have diabetes. How do you embrace them? Because, you know, you have to be very careful. You're walking a fine line between what you are doing as a medical professional, but then what your heart and your mind and your soul is telling you to do as a spiritual practitioner. How do you bridge that? Uh, and not get into trouble. Um, well, the biggest thing is really empowering the the child and the parent. Um, most most commonly, I notice that people feel like they're not heard by their providers. You know, being in the nursing field already and then transitioning over to being a coach, I've been able to look at, we advocate for, for patients already. We advocate for children and we advocate for for the families. And so going into that, that connection of being comfortable with talking to doctors and helping to coordinate for the holistic needs for, for the whole family as well, because um, that all plays a part in that child's health overall. So looking at the different things that impact that diet and their spiritual needs, their emotional needs, um, they'll even tell you with really young children, twins, things like that, the things that impact putting them together and doing it as a family unit and all of them working together is more impactful and you get better results than just going in and saying, here's the, here's the problem that you have, that, that illness, and here's your pills that you can take to solve that, you know. And um, everything, of course, under my nursing license, too. I mean, that I've been licensed to do that. So getting the certifications are in addition to that. So knowing those those legalities of it is a big piece and being able to coordinate with others involved because it's not just me that's involved with that that child or that that family member it's their parents that are involved it's their uh other relatives maybe caregivers maybe cps maybe um their doctor they a lot of times have multiple doctors that they're talking to and and not getting a lot of communication so just helping that communication usually clears up any concerns of uh, legalities or issues with that when you're trying to work with someone who's been with a child, because that's a very sensitive area. Well, 
it's different working with a little mind too, you know, trying to empower them, letting them unfortunately realize that this is their new normal, that this is something that is going to uh, impact them and going to change their lives. But also you are the happy person. You are the person that, again, keeps them motivated, keeps them in line, keeps them in synchronicity. How do you encourage your own children to just live life on the norm? It's one thing when you're in a capacity where you are pouring into others. But when you look back and you reflect on the mentoring and the molding of your own children, there's a different dynamic there. What are some of the things that you talk to them about and share with them about life? Um, well, a lot of times with my own children, I I just try to provide them that safe space to release their emotions. And then, then once they are in that calm state, being able to talk about it is so much easier. So, you know, we find with our kids, they're, they're very emotional beings. It's reaction, you know, and kind of slowing them down. And I had to slow myself down, too, because I saw I was becoming a very reactive person with my own stress. And my children pick up on it. And so setting that example of this is how mom calms her, her emotional state. This is how mom regulates. This is how, you know, if mom needs a minute, she's doing this to breathe and debreathe and, and doing the tapping in those moments um, to relax and to calm down. And um, they witness that. And the biggest thing is really being able to demonstrate because kids are always listening. Right. It doesn't matter if you're in another room, they're always paying attention to what you're doing as their parent, because to them, you are the end all know all person. And so just being able to demonstrate yourself is huge. And I, that's why I say we're working with kids and adults. It's a family unit because those children, it's not just them. It's the parents too. And the parents may be struggling themselves with some of those areas and how to cope and how to manage those things. Or they've had their own traumas in the past that impact how they're managing with their child. And that's a piece that I've tried to work so hard myself and still continue to work because we're healing, not healed. You know, we're really pushing that. Um, and then also just knowing that uh, there are resources out there. Sometimes it's, it's what their needs are. You know, what resources do I have to help my kids? Um, and then helping others to find those resources, too, because as parents, we're, it's, there's no book. We don't 100% know right. how to be parents. And so we just know from what we've learned. And then we have to research and, and really practice and, and learn how to do. So look at the different. What are some of the different modalities that you incorporate? So you said, you know, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. Yeah. Um, um, I also have, do you have diet and exercise? Um, you know, is, are there, you said there's a workbook that they go through as well. So there's a, yeah, I do. Um, I also work with, uh, I'm trying to keep my notes here, but I also do trying to do more yoga with them. I'm wanting to actually push a little bit more of that. Uh, I'm involved with uh, my daughter's, their dance instructor, a little, little bit more trying to kind of bring that. Uh, healing piece to what she does for her dance studio because that's a big piece so that's something that I've been pushing to be able to utilize more for some of the children um, also uh, we did talk about the ESP uh, and then I also my Reiki I've been working with as well and I plan to be doing 
lot of it is that that meditation and that focus and trying to um, do the deep breathing techniques because there's so many out there valuable uh, for kids. And then just learning how to um, name the emotions and voice that piece of that. Um, right. Sometimes it's just being able to talk through that that's enough in that coaching piece, you know, the space of being able to just release all of that out. And then suddenly that clarity comes for, for most people in a coaching environment, that type of container piece. So um, it's very valuable in that aspect. It is very valuable. But let's ask some fun questions about you because that's doing the heavy lifting. When you are just in your, in your own zone, the kids are gone, you're not at work, you're not on a podcast, what do you do for yourself? Um, a big one is I have to get out in that sunshine and get my feet in the dirt. I have to do that grounding. You've got to get that grounding. And then teaching you know, my kids, I also work with them and then clients too, that grounding piece for our energy to be able to sit out in that sun and get those electrons from the sun and really feel that, that uh, just being one with ourselves and the earth is so valuable to me. Um, being in uh, my nurse coaching program, what, one of the first things I remember doing was they had us do a meditation and we had to envision what our, what our ideal life would be like. And for some reason, I always get that mental picture of the nice breeze in my face and the sun on beating down and just that warmth. And it's that sensation that I would always remember. So I always take like 10, 15 minutes and try to sit down in the morning and just do close my eyes and, and picture myself in that space. And you can almost feel it come over your body in a physical sense. So that that's what I kind of do for myself to, to relax and, and calm down with that deep breathing. And then, um, I also do pound class myself weekly. I go and do those physical things that I need to do to be able to, to release energy for myself. But also um, some of those make things yourself, I dance in front of me But make yourself day. real pretty. You know, you get a yeah. manicure, you get a pedicure, you get your hair shampooed, you know, buy a new uh, dress. All those things really kind of make you feel good. If you, I'm going to ask you some fun questions. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? Appliance in the kitchen. Um, I'd be the coffee pot. <laughs> Why would you be the coffee pot? Um, I think because uh, it seems to be the coffee is the one thing that everybody goes to for energy sometimes, you know. And I feel like I I try to work so much on that to be able to, you know, energy goes six feet out from you, your emotional energy. So I like that idea of being like, if I can have myself be calm and have that energy that other people want to experience, they always want to come back. Refilling Absolutely. that cup. Refilling that you know? cup. I totally get it. You got a cup too. Let's see your cup. I love my cup. Look at that. And I hope that it runneth over with good things. Absolutely. So now, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? Uh, I don't know that I would be a car, though. Um, I definitely would be a, I wouldn't be a truck or anything like that. I'd probably be, we talk about cars. I'd probably look at more being a bike, to be honest, because it's a little more work. 
little more work. You got it. Absolutely. You, know? you got to put it, you got to put the work in. Absolutely. You got to exercise. Yeah. If yeah. you got three enchanted magical wishes for anything, doesn't have to be philosophical, doesn't have to be for your kids. Where would you uh, plant those wishes? Um, I definitely would look at um, three wishes. I would wish for no one to struggle with food or uh, their needs in that way. I would also wish for um, a calm and always being calm in that aspect. I don't say like never anger or never, but always being able to be that calm in the chaos is that value that I feel like I I need that peace for me. I would wish that for myself all the time. Um, and then a third one, um, I would say to keep the strength that I would need to be able to endure anything. And I don't say that like I want to endure things, but I would want to have the strength to be able to, that that peace for me. Um, I know I've been through a lot and everybody in this world has. Everybody has their own story and their own journey. Um, and I think we need more strength strong people to be able to be there for others as well as themselves. So. Well, it's important to share the love and spread the love all over the world yeah. because that's all we have. The tribe find you, so. Absolutely. <laughs> they Absolutely. come to you and, and find you when, when you're a beacon there of, of light, others come to you. And I've had so many people come into my life more recently um, that I wouldn't have actually gotten involved with if I hadn't have kind of gone down this path. So, well, tell me a little yeah, bit about that because you said that you've had several aha moments. Give me one of okay. the examples of one of those that just blew your mind. Um, I had uh, a lot. Some of them have been with, with money. I think money is a big thing for people because we we limit ourselves because of our financial ability. And I've had with my nurse coaching program. And when I said yes to doing that, I didn't have the money at the time. And I said, you know what? I prayed about it. And I was like, all right, God, if I need to be doing this, make it happen for me. Let's see where we're at, you know? And two weeks before the program started, I got the full amount to be able to pay it in full. Um, wow. Yeah. And then I got involved in my uh, alkaline ionized water. That was something I got into in April with my healing journey because hydration is so valuable. And the money for that, I, you know, I prayed about it. And when I talked with them, I said, you know, I'm going to just say, I know I need to do this. So the money will be there. And that's literally what I said. And a month later, the money was there to pay it in full. So sometimes when that happens, that's the moment where you kind of step back and go away. Wait a minute. I got to start paying more attention to this a little bit more. And um, that's when I started looking at, Life really is happening for you, not to you. And that mindset of every day, every moment, everything aligns to this ultimate purpose of what you're doing and who you are. Um, like I said, I have the experiences of vagal nerve stimulators. And that's 10 years ago that I was doing that. And here I am looking at emotional techniques and learning 
somatics and realizing a lot of those are stimulating the vagus nerve and, and the involvement of that. So those ironies that aren't ironies, you realize everything's been aligning you to this point in your life. And you have to take those moments and go, it's happening for me. So what is it guiding me to? You know, where where is my, my end all? The how will happen. Right. It will come to fruition. Where am I going? And how is it guiding me there? And you really see that over time. Well, please tell my brains how to get in contact with you because I want them to tap into that. I want them to feel your energy. I want them to feel your warmth, um, that they can be comforted in a time of need, that they know that they can depend on these nursing professionals, that nursing professionals know that they are appreciated and learn and loved and how to, you know, dial back and, you know, um, so many come in my life that are more um, that gut instinct and they come around you and they've got that intuitiveness. And I've had so many down healers and different things. I had a financial helper that has been involved um, that she's helped me a lot too. And just the amount of knowledge that you can gain just from spending time talking with them is so important. So getting hold of me, um, my email is flowwellsolutions at gmail.com. Um, I will plug my, my financial helper because she's been amazing, amazing friend of me, Mackenzie Ash. She actually uh, helped me with so much to be able to understand the business side and really push myself. Um, like I said, the finances that come up, that was a big thing for me. Um, so I will plug hers a little bit too. Mackenzie.ash at nm.com. Um, just simply how to get a hold of her and I. She, we directly work together a lot um, to push that. So uh, definitely. Or I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, Amanda Barker on Facebook. I will definitely answer, respond. Um, and then uh, it's, I remind myself, Amanda Barker, 37 dot Fuego, I think. Wait, <laughs> I don't do all the Instagram wait, as much. Give that one to me again. And Amanda Barker, what? Let me pull it up here. I always forget it on my Instagram for some reason. Yeah, because Instagram is different. People got different code names and different handles. I know. It's Amanda Barker 37.fuego. Okay. Amanda 37.fuego. We are going yeah. to put that in the show notes. I want people to reach out to you. Have a consultation. Yeah. Have a love conversation. We're speaking the love language brains, the self-love. You can't pour into others if your cup is empty. Thank you so much, Amanda. Oops, and mine is upside down. Thank you so much for being here on The Edge. Brains, I need you to go in, love, like, share, and subscribe. I need you to love, like, share, and subscribe, okay? Thank you, Amanda. Come back and visit me soon. Keep doing the great work that you're doing and take good care of yourself because we need nurses like you. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Bye, Brains.